This is a different kind of post for me, perhaps the first in a series. We'll just have to see. Many of you know that I'm a, an intensely political person and that the current political winds do not flow in the direction I would like them to. And so I have gone from being emotionally devastated to furious, to hopeless, to furious again, to hopeful, to hopeless, to furious. And perhaps you can see a pattern here. For those of my Facebook friends who wish this platform to be non-political, I apologize for these posts will be intensely political. If you wish to go as far as defriend me, I can understand that. I hope you at least will explain your reasons to me, um, just out of respect of my feelings. Not that you hate me, it's just that you perhaps only want to filter out some of this stuff in your lives and you're not really ready to see it on a platform that is more often used for cute baby pictures, snaps from your last vacation, some notice of how you're feeling today, what uh, a great dinner you had last night, and so forth. For some, you'll honestly disagree with my points uh, in particular and perhaps my perspective in general. Fair enough. If you also wish to filter this out, I hope you will say that as well when you unfriend me. For the rest, I'm hoping that you'll listen to me in the spirit of listening to a suffering friend, a person who is struggling with the current situation, and one, trying to make sense of it, and two, trying to share those few nuggets of understanding that come my way. I won't say I've figured these out more often than not, way more often than not. These are conclusions I've reached from listening to other people, looking at a wide variety of perspectives and evidence. And that last word is the more interesting piece here. The problem with much of our political culture is that it is devoid of evidence. People make assertion without data or information to back it up, and sometimes without even a logical, if uninformed, argument to back it up. It is merely their opinion which is supposed to be as equal to all other opinions. In my view, the only place where your opinion has true equality with other people's opinion is when you mark that ballot in the privacy of the ballot box. There, your opinion is your fact, it is your world, it is your perspective, and you get to exercise upon it. Outside of that, your opinion must be examined, questioned, supported, affirmed, and even denied. But those conclusive points are based on your evidence. What do you have that supports your perspective of the world? And can it withstand critical scrutiny by thoughtful people? Maybe not even informed people, but people who are thoughtful about what you're trying to say and trying to understand not just your perspective, but how did you come to this conclusion? People don't get opinions out of the air, with perhaps one possible exception that I'll come to later. People get opinions based on their lived experience. And it could be your lived experience. It's truly valid in 
forming and you expressing that opinion. But your lived experience is just you. It is just one thread in the millions and today billions of threads of experience that we as a human species share. So we have to ask ourselves, what is the value of that single lived experience in light of the ability now to understand what other people's opinions based on their singular experiences are? And most important, how do those opinions and those particular individual lived experiences compare to things that we can externally test and verify? Scientific inquiry is really just a question and answer process that has been going on for a long time. Although in human history, looking at the span of human experience going back, oh, let's say 100,000 years, that we have uh, undisputably had human beings on this planet, it's only been in the last few hundred that we've actually had rigorous scientific inquiry. I think it brings up the question, how do we know what we know? Well, some of it is a shared experience. The sun rises on the horizon in the east every morning and sets on the horizon in the west every evening. This is a shared experience all human beings have had since there have been human beings. People do not necessarily question this, and those that do are not considered fully rational. And we take steps to protect them from themselves and, and other people from them. But what about things that are less easily verified? The notion that the world is flat. For most of human history, this was the normative opinion. Most people believed the world was fat and flat and everything sur surrounded it was turning. Earth, therefore, being the center of the universe and everything literally revolving around it. Almost all of us today would recognize that the Earth is round, uh, that it's a ball spinning in an orbit around a star, which is in orbit around a galaxy, which is part of a local group of galaxies, which is part of the universe, which is part of the cosmos. Now, in that progression, I certainly have lost some of you, because at some point you said, but the Earth is only is less than 7,000 years old. And how could all of these things be manifested in such a short time? And that human beings are God's creature and his special creature given dominion upon this planet and that dominion granted at a time when this was the only planet that we understood. And now I've lost a few more of you because you're thinking, well, this doesn't make a lot of sense because it doesn't meet my worldview. And I can understand that. And I can even accept that you hold that worldview. But I can't accept your worldview as mine. My worldview is based on, yes, my lived experience. And now, in my seventh decade, I have more than many people. But that does not necessarily mean I'm right. If I'm right, it is in part my ability to discern, based on information available, what the reality is, to filter that, frankly, through my value system and come to uh, some conclusions, however firm or tentative they might be. So, you may ask, what are those conclusions that you've reached? 
I don't think I'm prepared to present them in this setting. Not yet. I will. But partly because this exercise helps me understand what those conclusions might be. I will only know what they are based on my thoughtful expression of them over time. This was something I had an idea I had been exposed to early in my professional career, but one that I had to experience more in order to embrace it more than intellectually. We are creatures of our past. Our past, in part, in a large part, defines who we are. That's, in, in a sense, that lived experience we all individually have. But it is also the shared experience that we have as we express it in our stories, in our histories, in our science. What we're doing there is telling other people what we think we've discovered. And if we're honest, we will say this is based on a small representative sample of reality. It is subject to revision. But we're still going to bring it out in more than an assertion. It is not just saying something to be saying something. It is not something that is devoid of evidence. It is meant, hopefully, to be well-informed, to be well-reasoned and, in the bonus round, well-expressed. If I fail, now and in the future, in these regards, I apologize in advance. But I will make every effort so that people can understand what I'm trying to say, as if it mattered. And that's the last part. We often make our assertions like the drunk at the end of the bar absolutely convinced that we have the right, that we know the situation, that we understand it fully. Sorry I got interrupted by a phone call. Life in the 21st century, walking in the woods and being interrupted and making a digital recording by a phone call. So I guess the point I was making is that the limitations of our lived experience, not to mention our intellects, and the amount of time and energy we can devote to the search for truth, limit the validity of our opinions and our conclusions. So therefore, we need to be humble in presenting them. I will not be guilty of this. Like the drunk at the end of the bar, I'm fueled by something that I cannot control. I am fueled by the urgency of the situation. My concern is the amount of time we have to make some significant corrections is much less than the time we have had previously. I will not be humble. I can be corrected, and I certainly will be opposed. But the time is late. The urgency is now. I spent most of my adult life politically aware and only episodically politically active. Circumstances today make that impossible to continue that pattern. One of the things I think I can do is persuade others and therefore this series of meditations that I will inflict upon you if you're willing to listen.